Welcome to episode number 226 of the Savvy Social Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping passion-led online business owners and entrepreneurs learn how to use social media as a tool to grow your business. I'm your host, Andrea Jones, and I'm fiercely committed to helping you understand both the how and the why of social media marketing so that you can create connection, build community, and make your difference in the world. This show is brought to you by Sendable, which is the tool my team and I use to schedule our content and manage our social media results every single day. Try them out for yourself by clicking the link in the show notes, and you can find all of the links for today at onlinedrea.com slash 226. Now, today I'm talking about this dichotomy of audience versus community and how you can build up your own group of advocates, people who go out and market your business for you, which is what we all want. And I want to start this conversation by actually looking at the definition of audience and the definition of community. I got this strategy from my friend Annie Franceschi over at Greatest Story Creative. I hired her to do a brand audit for my business. She's absolutely fantastic. And one of the things that she started off with was using definitions to see if the words that I was using in my brand's name really conveyed meaning. And so I want to take a look at these definitions using Merriam-Webster. That's my dictionary of choice. So the definition of an audience is a group of listeners or spectators. Okay, so that's the definition of an audience, a group of listeners or spectators. The definition of a community actually went a little bit further in Merriam-Webster. So there are actually two sub-definitions. So the main definition says a unified body of individuals. So a unified body of individuals. And then it goes such as, first off, the people with common interests, living in a particular area, or a group of people with common characteristics living in a larger society. Okay, so audience members are a group of listeners, community members are a body of unified individuals. And when I think about social media, and the opportunities on these platforms, one of my biggest goals over the next year is to actually build a community versus an audience, okay? Build a community versus an audience. And I want to talk today about why that is. And in next week's episode, I'm going to be talking about my social media predictions. And this comes from all of what I see happening on social media. Now, in researching for this episode, I came across an article from Open Social, which is a community platform. And something interesting that they said in this article is that social media has conflated the term community. And it's being used to describe any scenario in which people congregate online. So any scenario in which people congregate is now being called community. And we see this in places like Facebook calling their pages or or groups, communities. Um, We see this happening on Instagram, where Instagram is trying to drive these influencer communities. And we see this on TikTok, where people actually label the areas of TikTok. Like right now, for instance, I am on baby TikTok. So TikTok keeps showing me adorable babies just eating food crawling around. And I love it. And that is being labeled as a community on TikTok. But honestly, I think communities go a little bit deeper than that. You know, Facebook rewards people for actually being contentious. Um, So it's not necessarily, to me, the definition of a community. 
when people are arguing in the comment section. Have you all seen this? It's wild. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, um, their, their goal is actually to reward pages that are polarizing. And I actually follow someone um, on Facebook who intentionally create these polarizing posts and they get a lot of engagement on them. And I'm always in the comment section with my popcorn, <laughs> ready to uh, dive in to reading what everyone has to say. And the amount of hate is rewarded. Now, this particular person, they kind of have a tongue-in-cheek approach. And it is funny. Um, but not all comment sections are funny. In fact, a lot of them actually create these moments that are rewarding hate and they're rewarding belligerence and they're rewarding people getting into fights online. And to me, that is not community. That is almost uh, uh, akin to a brawl uh, in a mosh pit. <laughs> like, um, yes, you're all there to watch the same show. However, you are not all enjoying the experience the same. One of the kind of spinoff thoughts from this as well comes from cancel culture. So cancel culture actually creates movements and does group people together with a common unified interest. However, that interest is driven by the need to actually remove someone from the community. So is it a community? Yes. Do I praise that level of community? No, I am not a fan of cancel culture. I think that cancel culture is very dangerous. I do admire people and advocate for people to stand up for themselves and to speak their minds and to share their experiences. However, I do not believe that groups of people can completely remove someone from a situation and silence them. And I'm a huge fan of freedom of speech. And I see it happening on both sides of the aisle. But let's not get into a political conversation here, okay? Cancel culture to me is so contentious that even a flicker of an idea of someone who whose ideas is opposed to you ends up turning into some sort of vendetta to remove that person from the internet or to badmouth that person's entire character. I think that level of community can be very dangerous. So let's talk about some of the differences between audience and community and really dive deeper into this concept because audiences there is a relationship with the person who created the audience. So I think about, you know, concerts, for instance, when you're in the audience, everyone in the audience is there watching the person performing. And I think that can be very similar on social media, especially in the influencer world. There are lots of people who have audiences who like to watch that person perform online. And I don't necessarily think that translates into a community. However, I do think there is a collective enjoyment happening there, right? A community, however, people in the community have relationships with each other. And I think that's key. To me, a community sometimes can mean a smaller group within the audience, but really it's those people who are there together. So using the concert example, maybe there's some sort of meetup of people who are all there to enjoy that concert together. So they're in the audience, but they're a community within that audience. Another difference with communities and audiences is that audiences tend to be more of a megaphone approach. So one person talking to the masses, okay? 
sharing their ideas with the masses. I do tend to think this podcast is a great example of that. Sometimes I have guests, but for the most part, I'm kind of talking in your ear and you're listening to me. And I, it's not necessarily a two-way conversation. So you, listener, are an audience member of this podcast. Where the community element comes into place is communities, uh, instead of being a megaphone, communities are more like a sewing circle. So people sitting around, all working on the same thing. And while there may be a leader of the community, everyone's contributing to the conversation. So community conversations have more contribution from their members. And it's one of the reasons why in the Savvy Social School, we use Zoom to facilitate our conversations because I want it to feel more like a sewing circle, less like a megaphone. I want community members to contribute to the conversation. And as this relates to social media, I think that there's a huge value in those folks who have audiences where community is a huge component and their members feel like they can contribute to the conversation. We saw this happen in 2020 with the Black Lives Matter movement, where there are certain audiences that weren't allowed to contribute to the conversation. And there were certain audiences that had community components that were allowed to contribute to the conversation. So I challenge you as a community leader to think about how you want your social media to look. Do you want an audience approach where you just shout at your community and they just listen and soak up your information? Or do you want a community approach where you shout at your community, they shout back, (laughs) they're allowed to participate in the conversation? What would you prefer? I think I prefer option two. Communities and audiences also have different scalability factors. I will admit audiences are faster to scale. It's way easier to have people gather around and listen passively than to have people gather around and contribute to the conversation. So sometimes on social media, um, we get focused on audience, follower numbers, right? views. We want as many people to view this as possible, and we want as many people to um, see and, and follow us as possible. And while that does have some value, one of the challenges then is engagement. I get this question from clients all the time. When they first onboard, almost every client says, I want more engagement, right? I want more engagement. And one of the key components of engagement is having community members that feel like it's safe to participate in your community, okay? Is it safe for them to participate in your community? Do they feel valued when they comment on your posts? Do they feel appreciated when they send you a direct message? These are all of those intangible details that are so important to building an engaged community, and it goes far, far beyond the vanity metric of followers. Now, like I said, audiences are faster to scale, And they are necessary to build communities. But one of the easiest things to miss in building a a community is actually a what I'm going to call the realness factor. And as I was writing my notes, RuPaul's realness was playing in my head. Shout out to my fellow Drag Race fans. So when we're looking at the realness of the community leader, audiences are easy to fake, right? 
there there is ways where you can buy followers. I've talked about this before in my biggest regrets and mistakes episode. That was episode 200. I talked about my experience in buying followers and how icky it made me feel and how fake it is. And it's unfortunately very easy to do. And it's easy to fake an audience, right? It's easy to create the impression that there are people watching and listening to you. Okay. And I also think about this in the concert scenario where, you know, you can have friends and family fill up those seats. <laughs> you can actually hire people to come to your shows and listen and watch and cheer you on. But are those true fans? To me, community is way harder to fake. Community members are those people who are actually advocates of what you do. They're not there to just soak up the show and enjoy, but they actually share it with other people. They actually bring people with them and they contribute to the conversation by singing the lyrics with you and joining in as you celebrate yourself. And I think when we think about community online, uh, we want that. We want community members who show up when we post and bring their friends with them. And I think that's way harder to fake. <laughs> it's way harder to fake. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to share a concept called 1000 True Fans. And I want to talk about how you can build your 1000 True Fans. We'll be right back. Interrupting cow. Moo. I'm interrupting this podcast episode because I know you're here hanging out with me and you're interested in taking the next step in your social media strategy. Maybe your social media has gotten a little stale. Maybe you're looking to revive it. Maybe you just want to tie all of those pieces together. Well, I've got a super sweet gift for you. It is a free course that's going to walk you through step-by-step -step how to build a social media strategy that you'll actually stick with. One that works for you and your business. One that won't make you feel like you're on this content creation hamster wheel. And it'll help you leap and jump into a social media strategy that is sustainable. So check it out. It's at onlinedrea.com slash free. And when you sign up, you'll get a super sweet bonus of uh, done for you captions, graphics, and more. Again, that's onlinedrea.com slash F-R-E-E. All right, back to the episode. Welcome back. So I want to talk about the concept of 1000 true fans. And this is a concept coined by Kevin Kelly in 2008. There's a very popular article about it. I'm not sure I've actually mentioned this on the podcast before, but I'm going to link it in the show notes because it is something that has shifted the way that I approach building my business and I approach community. I've talked a lot about how I'm very proud of the fact that as someone who works in social media, has very successful business, I only have 8,000 Instagram followers. And that's my highest followed platform, right? I'm not a fan of just having millions and millions of people just sitting around watching me. I want a community. I don't want an audience. And so his concept is all about building those true fans. And true fans are defined as those people who actually bring more community members into your community. They're not the people who just pay you once. You never hear from them. You never see them. You don't know if they liked it or not. And then they bounce. We're not talking about those people. We're talking about the people who join your program, 
watch everything, post their results in the community, and then bring their friends in. We're talking about the person who shows up at your store, takes a picture, posts a selfie on social media because they're excited about what you have to offer. We're talking about the people who, as soon as you share that you are hosting a live event, they're the first people in line to buy it, and then they're sharing it with their friends. Those people. Those people are foundational to building a successful online business. In an article I found on Medium that talks about this concept more, the author said that in the era of scaling and mass production, it is rare for a customer to feel a personal connection with a brand. True fans help you with two things. First, they'll buy almost everything you put out, allowing you to make a living while working on your craft. And second, as enthusiastic as those true fans are, they will tell their friends about your product spreading the story. So I think there's this concept of automation and scaling. And while you can automate and scale quite a few things in your business, one of the things that is the hardest to automate and scale is that connection piece. And I'm a huge fan of automating literally everything else (laughs) and skipping the automation of personal connection. Now, as a CEO of a brand, you don't necessarily have to be the person, uh, you know, responding to DMs, but there is a level of connection that starts at the top and trickles on down. Um, One of the things that I like um, that Gary Vee says is he says, one is better than none. And I think that Oftentimes, as business owners, we dismiss that one follower. One follower, great. We got one follower. I want a hundred. I want a thousand. But the value in that one is they can bring you the hundred. They can bring you the thousand. So we do not want to dismiss the individuals and in favor of the collective. That is the strategy of building an audience. The strategy for building a community is appreciating each and individual community member. And yes, it takes time, but that time invested in the community creates a better experience for everyone. Um, David Spinks, who is from CMX, which is actually a really great community-based educational blog, as well as they have an online community that I've just joined, and they have a certification program for, for helping online marketers become community members. So David Spinks says, to build an audience, you help people. To build a community, you help people help each other. Okay, so to build a community, you help people help each other. And so there is this value in direct relationships with your community members. So how do we do this? How do we actually build a community? Well, I want to briefly talk about the social media sales funnel because that training, which you can find the link in the show notes, it's a free, I think it's about a 45 minute class that I taught on building a social media sales funnel is all about building community. Okay, so check out that training. It's free. um, And it'll really help you understand these concepts more as it relates to social media, because the first step is creating awareness. And I do think that as business owners, we stop at that first step. We think awareness is all it is. And awareness is great for building an audience. But we don't want just an audience. We want people who actually purchase from us. We want people who actually tell other people to purchase from us. So the next step after creating awareness around what you do and what you have to offer is to build trust. And this is where I spend a lot of time with my members, my mentees, with my clients. We are all about building trust with our current community. 
And people get frustrated at this stage because it is a grind. It is a pedal to the metal. You're going to be pedaling, pedaling, pedaling for a while, right? Before you see success. Because trust is something that is built over time. It's very hard to buy trust, nearly impossible to buy trust. It is built. And your audience, in order to become a community member, needs that trust built. And I like doing that through things like this podcast. Um, I love showing up on social media. I spend a lot of time in my direct messages, in my comment sections, commenting on other folks' posts, because that is how I show up as a member and a leader in my community. And so when you're thinking about your community, that building trust phase is super important. Then you can convert your community members into paying customers. And now that that trust is built, the final step of the sales funnel doesn't end at the sale. There is a continuation when that customer becomes an advocate. So we want our customers not only to purchase from us, but we want them to become community advocates. So that sales funnel, that cycle can continue on without us having to do the heavy lifting of bringing in all of the awareness. And in fact, if we do all of the heavy lifting of bringing in all of the awareness, it is actually a very expensive game to play. I would much rather have an amazing product so that my trust is built. When the clients and customers come in, they're actually bringing more clients and customers with them because they love it so much. And so establishing that advocate level of the social media sales funnel is key and vital to your success. One of the people who I really admire who builds amazing communities is Shannon Siriana Greenwood, who is the founder of RebelCon, an amazing conference for women in business. And I met Shannon through another community uh, formerly run by Tara McMullen called What Works. It's now owned by Mighty Networks, which is an amazing community platform. And I connected with Shannon in the uh, What Works network. And then we worked together for quite some time. And as a former client, I got to see the inner workings of her business and so, so admire her dedication to community. Shannon is all about connecting with people where they are. She really is a nurturing community leader in that she's not just shouting at her community, do this, do that. She really brings people in, understands where they are, and then creates community advocates. So they go out and bring more people in. She has this network of community leaders that help uplift her live events, her memberships, her group programs. So she has this like beautiful network and that all comes from their value system. What Shannon does with her Rebel community isn't a measurable, tangible ROI. And if I were to put an underline on this conversation, it's that community doesn't have to be a measurable ROI. You know, ROI meaning return on investment. So it's very hard to track. I put in three hours a week. I get out three clients. It doesn't work that way. But I can tell you without a doubt that building a community is the path forward to a sustainable business model. And we see this happening all the time right now. And I'll talk about this next week in my predictions episode, but there is some turnover happening in the online business world 
where communities are supporting their community leaders no matter what they do next. So whether they're pivoting and reinventing their business or not, their community is there to support them. And the leaders in the space who aren't seeing that level of success have focused too much on building an audience and not enough on building a community. So their audience is showing up and watching and paying attention, but they're not actually participating because they're just there with their popcorn watching the comment section like I am. So I challenge you, dear listener, to consider for yourself, what would you like to build, an audience or a community? I'll see you next week as I talk about 2023 social media predictions. In the meantime, head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave us a five-star review if you love the show. Really helps keep us in the top 100 marketing podcasts. We'll see you next week. Bye for now.